0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليماً كثيراً كثيراً فما بعد brothers and sisters, Allah سبحانه وتعالى جل جلاله described the mu'mineen. We ask Allah سبحانه وتعالى to include us among the mu'mineen Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the believers and He said, Allah said the believers are those, the Muminin are those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Ashad. Ashad is the superlative form of Shadeed. It means extremely, more than anyone and anything else in their lives. They love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many other dalail in the Quran, the, the, the ayat and so on. I won't go into that. This is enough. We'll stick with this one. Now, what is the sign of love? We don't compare Allah with anything else because Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said He is unlike anything in creation. But just for us to understand, what is the sign of love? If you say, I love something, I love somebody, I love a particular activity. What is the proof of that? What's the evidence of that? Yeah. Right. So the one evidence of this is that you will spend the maximum time in that activity. Right. You can't say I love something and then you are spending like 10 minutes a day. No, every waking moment you are there. If you love somebody, then every minute that you can you have, you want to spend with that person. You want to do the best for that person, right? You want to do the best for the person. You want to, if you give them a gift, you want to give the best possible gifts. And so on and so on. Now, let us see what we do with respect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jalla Jalla when we are supposed to be those who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more than anyone or anything else. Does it compare if i claim that i love allah more than anybody or anything else and if you look at my life and say where do you spend your time where do you spend your money what is in your mind your energy and all that is the maximum of that being spent with allah or with this is for each of us to do a self-assessment i'm not Sitting here passing judgment on anybody, I'm asking the question to myself and I request you to ask the same question to yourself. Because we are all the same in the sight of Allah. Now, that is the reason why Rasulullah SAW said in the famous hadith which all of us know, where Nabi SAW said, Al-halal bayyin wa haram Wa baynahuma mushtabihat. He said the halal is clear and the haram is clear and between the two there are doubtful matters. And he says, the one who indulges in the doubtful matters has fallen into haram. Right? The one who goes into the doubtful matters, he has actually fallen into haram. And then he gave an example. He said that this is like a shepherd grazing his flock near the boundary of a king. If he goes too close to the boundary, there is a chance that some of the sheep will go into the boundary of the king and the shepherd will be in trouble. So if the shepherd wants safety, what must he do? He must stay away from the boundary, not even go close to the boundary. And he said that every king has a boundary, the boundary of Allah subhanahu Wa ta'ala jalla jalalahu, huwal malikul haq da ilaha illa wa rabbul kareem, his boundary is the things which he has made haram. These are the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what do we understand from this? We understand from this that a sign of taqwa, a sign of being a person who loves Allah is that we are extremely careful with the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To give you an example from the seerah of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu. There is this famous story where Abu Bakr siddiq came home one day and his servant was there. He asked him, is there anything to eat? The man gave him a bowl of milk. Abu Bakr siddiq drank the milk. The servant said to him, he said, Ya Sayyidi, every time I give you something to eat or drink, you ask me, where did you get it from? Today you did not ask me. So Uh Kasidir Radalana said to him, he said, May Allah have mercy on you and me. You are you know I am so careful. So where did you get this from? The man said, I used to be a, a soothsayer, I used to be a fortune teller, right? A jyotishi, I used to be an astrologer, you can call it whatever you want, right? before I became Muslim. And I did some work of this nature, of this astrology or or fortune-telling, which is haram in Islam. He said, I did this work for some people who live outside Madina, this village, and they did not pay me for it. This is when? Before he became Muslim. He said, today I was passing by that place, so they gave me this bowl of milk as payment for that job. said i brought the milk i had it here you asked me i gave you you drank it now for those of you understand the fiqh of this just just think about this what what exactly are we seeing here first of all you are seeing here that drank something which was the property of his friend his servant his friend companion the man gave it to him as a gift the thing fi nafsihi in itself is halal, milk is halal. Aho kar it. So if I come to your house, Abdullah, and you give me something to eat, you give me mutton or chicken or whatever, right? You make, I eat it. So am I doing something wrong? Later on, I discovered that the chicken which Abu, Abu Abdullah gave me was a roadkill. He was driving the chicken, went across, he hit it, so he picked it up, gave it and made, cooked it, and gave it to me now. The point I'm making is that even then, even, and later on, if I, find, after I eat the chicken, now if I, find, oh, Allah, Karim, yeah, Habibi, why did you do this? Beyond this, is there anything else for me? Nothing. Because, first of all, it's a gift from him. He is my Muslim brother, I believe him, if he gives me something, I don't have to ask him, is it halal, it is haram, it is insulting for me to ask him because I am coming to his house and he is giving me something, say, is it halal, it is insulting, he is a Muslim brother, he knows it is halal, I mean, What? What? why should I ask him? So I say, no, I didn't ask him, He gives. he gives it to me, alhamdulillah, I eat it, later on I find out that this thing was not halal, even then there is no sin on me because first of all it is a gift, secondly I... My son, my husna about my brother, this is for me, this is Jais, And the thing which I ate, finafsi, is, is, is halal, the, the meat itself is halal. So there is no sin on me, right? Now, tell me something. Do I know fiqh? Do you know fiqh? Or did Avukar Siddiq Radlan, know fiqh? What did he do? He started vomiting. He put his finger inside his throat and he started vomiting. And he brought out that whole milk and he brought out more. And he brought out more until he brought out blood hey people grabbed him people grabbed him they said subhanallah you will kill yourself what are you doing he said i have heard from my habib and this is a hadith narrated by Abu Bakr siddiq radallahu which is a rare of the rare because he even though he was the longest companion of his sallam he has narrated the least number of a hadith he said i heard from my habib who is the habib of Abu Bakr siddiq radallahu Muhammad he said, I have heard from my Habib that if a morsel of haram goes into the body and becomes a part of the body, gets digested, then the fire of Jahannam is wajib on this body. So eh? You can always argue with him and say, well, what you ate was not haram, so this fire was not wajib on you, and so on and so on. We are not denying the hadith. Hadith is correct, but in your case, it does not apply. We can, we can do this argument. But my point is, Abu Bakr Siddiquh R. already knows this argument, no? So why did he do it? This is the meaning of love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ehtiyat. Ehtiyat. Being supremely careful, even where I do not need to be careful, even though my knowledge is telling me this is okay, I say, no, 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 no. I will not even do that. I will not even take that risk right today unfortunately the problem is that a lot of us because we don't study islam we are unaware of even the fiqi istilahat. there are something you don't have to be a mufti but there are certain basic uh means the uh, technical terminology of islamic law there are certain basic things which every muslim should know but most of us don't know for example if you ask me, if I have a, you know, if I'm giving you some meat, whatever, right? And if you ask me, is it halal? I say, yes, it's halal. What do I mean by halal? I mean that this meat is not pork. That animal is a permitted animal. This is my understanding of halal. This this, this meat, it is sheep or it is uh, cattle, cow or buffalo or something. Or it is, uh, you know, deer or whatnot. Or it is chicken, or it is turkey, or what. So, this, you say, is it halal? Ahala. Now, I don't, if I am one of those who, I, if I don't understand the fiqh, if I don't understand this, you ask me a question, I give you an answer. But when you come into, and when you discover this, you discover that this meat which I gave you had not been slaughtered in the Islamic way. It was not zabiha then is it halal? Eh? So, I want to explain two very simple things for you. First of all, the rule with regard to any food or any item of the Sharia or any item of of our lives, the basic Sharia rule is everything is halal except that which is prohibited. Right? Everything is halal. You, can, you, don't have, you don't have to say, is cabbage, is it halal? Grapes are there? No. Everything is halal except that which is prohibited. Except in the case of meat. In meat, the rule is the opposite. If in the case of meat, the rule is, everything is haram except that which is permitted. Now, what is permitted? Very simple. Any animal or bird which itself is halal. So we have to first see which animal is halal. So if you say well, this is bear, people eat bear sticks. Is it, is bear halal for us? No. Why? It's carnivorous. So any carnivorous animal, any bird of prey, eagle, is it halal? Crows, are they halal? They're not halal. They're haram. So any carnivorous bird or animal, and of course pigs, is haram. But other than that, any halal animal or bird, which applies to all kinds of poultry, all kinds of uh, cattle, sheep, goats, all this, it must be slaughtered by a Muslim who said Bismillah allahu akbar, and using a sharp knife he cuts all the four, the two veins and the jugular vein and the uh, esophagus and he cuts the two uh, arteries right so and if he goes like this up now you might say well you know somebody told me that uh, if you simply say bismillah and eat this is halal people have given this fatah just say bismillah and eat, no problem somebody said if something is slaughtered by uh, a person who is a is a believer of the people of the book so a believing jew or a believing christian if that person slaughters it is halal i am not denying any of this i am not giving you a fatwa i am not denying any of this i am just explaining to you what is 100 percent certified and guaranteed and even the one who would have given the fatwa to say simply say bismillah and eat if you ask him how about Something which is slaughtered by a Muslim who said Bismillah, Allahu Akbar and slaughtered it in this way. What do you think about that? He will say that is best. Please eat it. Can I still say Bismillah and eat? He will say, oh, sure, you can do that. You get the point I'm saying? Everybody, all of the Aima, are agreed upon muttafaqun alayhi that a halal animal or bird which has been slaughtered in this way which is called Zabiha is halal. There's no, there's no difference of opinion. Everyone, the Shia, the Sunni, the, everyone is agreed upon this.